Hello, everyone. We here at the Hyperion Hub hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy. The following podcast was recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic. We hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm John Alois, and I'm joined by Sean Degenhart. Hi, John. And John Redling Schaefer. Greetings. <laughs> this week, we're trying a new segment. Other shows do Disney news. We're going to provide our Disney views. And what that is, is it could be anything in the world of Disney. Uh, a new movie that you watched or an old movie that you watched, which is what my Disney view is this week. I watched The Sword in the Stone for the first time probably maybe 15, 20-ish years. I watched it on Disney+. And I got a new appreciation for the movie um, as I watched it as a kid, I just remember kind of liking the music. The animation was a little bit strange. They had just gone to the Xerox, uh, Xerox uh, format. And I did notice this time that you can see some of the uh, in-between lines or some of the animation lines that showed up. Um, one thing that I loved about the story was how uh, Merlin was working with Wart and trying to get Wart to be better than what he was. I think uh, in the movie, we don't know that Wart, or at least Merlin doesn't, doesn't know that Wart is going to become King Arthur. He just knows he's destined for greatness, and nobody else around Wart believes in him. Wart is smart, and he's trying to become better than what he is, but even he doesn't believe that there's this ultimate greatness that he will one day rule uh, England. And this isn't something that I really picked up on as a kid. I just enjoyed the movie. But what a great message. Um, and just thinking about it, it was uh, it was very impressive to me. I don't know. When was the last time you guys saw the movie? Oh, it's probably been five years ago. Certainly longer for me. Yeah. And I think the last moment I even thought of it was actually trying to pull the sword out of the stone <laughs> in front of the carousel at Disney World. And that's a great moment it really is but it's everything that leads up to that and how merlin uh, actually is starting to get frustrated with him because he still doesn't believe in himself after everything that they've gone through great movie i highly recommend it that's what our disney views is going to be as we move forward and now we're going to get into our main topic and this week we're talking about going to disney parks or on a disney trip in general that can include a cruise or adventures by disney with a large group. And John, uh. yeah, it sounds <laughs> it sounds stressful. And trust me, it can be. I've done it. But you have a trip coming up. Um, 17 of us will be heading oh to Florida, my uh, wife's family. And at various times throughout the trip, we're actually going to meet up with a family friend. And so at times, there will be upwards of 23 or 24 of us roaming around together. Mm. Now, what, Lord help us. Yeah. So what is the first thing that scares you about that? The matching shirts. <laughs> oh, I hope, my wife, matching shirts. I hope my wife doesn't hear this. <laughs> These guys do wear matching shirts. So they're great. And, and they have all been ordered. Don't you worry. <laughs> we we actually were in Walt Disney World at the same, t same time they were last year. And so we ran into them in <laughs> Epcot. Right. And uh, we went to uh, Animal Kingdom later that night for the after hours. And 
it was easy to find a redling shaper. They uh-huh. were they were glowing green, so yes. that was wonderful. <laughs> hey, you got four kids. You gotta you have to have some some trick. But yeah, I mean, between the matching shirts here, the paranoia is going to set in probably uh, the moment we all arrive, and there's the look of those that don't have the experience that we fortunately do of. So what's next? <laughs> and how do we get there? And is everybody going to have a good time when we finally get there? We have a lot of young children that are going to be there. And my wife, bless her heart, she's planned all of this. That first moment where maybe something doesn't go perfectly, you think about it. It's the expectations, I think, that the most dangerous part. Have you ever done it? Most we've done is eight, and that is my four girls and my parents. So that's a one-on-one ratio. We love that, and my parents have always said, we're just here to have fun. So they don't have any expectations, but I can't imagine going with a group of that many with that many people. (laughs) Back in uh, 2009, we went down with my wife's family, uh, her mom and her stepdad along with her brothers, and her sister and our brother-in-law and their two girls. And then we had family drive up or drive over from uh, South Florida, from uh, Fort Myers. And at one point in Epcot, we had 18 people. Now, that's not 23, but anything over like seven. In Let, your... let's, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Over four can lead you to a little bit of panic at times. And uh, I'll, I'll give you my tips. But first and foremost, her family was heavily relying on us to provide as much information as they could. In fact, they they live in St. Louis. They drove to central Illinois, and we flew out of Bloomington, Illinois, all together. They wanted to fly with us. Man, the full experience. Yeah. Well, her mom and and, and her dad did, but uh, her sister and brother-in-law drove down. But... um, you know, at one point, at one point, her mom was making you know a, a statement like, "See, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't know where to go once we get off the plane." And I said, "Well, I'm just reading the signs, so I, <laughs> you would have been fine at this point." You know? I'm in Orlando, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but more than that, I mean, they they just we really wanted to share everything that we've experienced uh, as much as we could anyway with them. So, is there a problem? And I'll say this again: very blessed. We have our favorites. We have our go-to places. For someone, and this was one of our biggest challenges, was plotting, you know, an itinerary. What are the things that someone who's never been mm-hmm. or may only go once, what, what do we have to hit? Because we're biased, because we know. Sure. I think one thing all three of us know is you can go to Walt Disney World 30 times and not do everything. Correct. So if you go in with that mentality, then I think uh, if you just show them the highlights of what you love about the place. um, Well, and and I think everybody, you know, I think it's a small world. When people think Disney World, what is it that they're thinking? It's, It's a small world, Peter Pan, Space Mountain, some of those biggies, which you may or may not like, but... Everybody's got to do it once. You're right. You're right. The one, the timeless classics are there. And I think it also can even transcend into your, as silly as it sounds, your dining plan. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sitting there going, well, if we do Chef Mickey's, okay, the food is the food. I'm not here to comment on that, you know. But you hit four or five of the big characters right. mm-hmm. at Chef Mickey's. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, sure. and, and you do that versus, well, they're maybe not into Winnie the Pooh, so Crystal Palace may not be, you know. But you do. You overthink it. But you're right. The, the general theme of... What do you think when you think Disney World? And that's what mm-hmm. it's what you have to put. Now, I don't want to ruin any plans, but something that we well, learned. Wait, wait a minute. No, no, no. That's not, <laughs> this isn't what I want to hear. Something we learned by day two and a half was 
we're all not going to want to do the same things. I agree. And so we started saying, okay, this is when lunch is, and this is when dinner is. And unless we had a, a giant meal planned, like with reservations, uh, if we were just going to a sit-down restaurant or a you know, quick service restaurant, then um, we would say, meet us. You can meet us for lunch. This is where we're going. If you don't want to go there, that's totally fine. But setting expectations of we don't have to all be together at the same time all day long to appreciate being here together. So once we set those standards and said, we'll meet you here when everything, all the stress just kind of melted away. You know, there were times where it was just the four of us, my family alone. And the day that we went to Animal Kingdom, my wife's, some of my wife's family didn't want to go to Animal Kingdom, uh, even though they had never been there. They loved Epcot and the World Showcase so much, they went back there. Hmm. So, and that's fine. I mean, they, right. it was their vacation too. They even took a day off and went to the beach. We'd never do that, but they did it. And so, Not Caribbean beach. You mean a different beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They went to the coast. And, uh, and that's great. You know, that's part of their vacation. But as, as long as whomever is planning understands that you're not going to make everybody happy and there are going to be times when you just have to split apart and just go do your own thing and meet back up i think that really helped the trip mm-hmm. well and and that's that's great advice because there are going to be days where we have tried to build in we have young kids there's going to have to be nap time we're not going to be able to do rope drop, drop until you know the the kiss at the end of the night at magic kingdom it's not going to happen our children Quite frankly, me, I would be in meltdown mode if I went 15, 16 hours in the June heat of Central Florida. But, you know, there are days where we have one specific meal with that reservation or then the two others, you know, have something in your room. We're going to have groceries delivered. This is when we have to be where we have to be at this specific time. If you don't show, that's okay. And and that makes perfect sense. And we do that even when we're uh, going with small groups as well. You know, if we go with those family members from Fort Myers, they don't always want to do what we want to do. I took my dad in 2014 and he, you know, there were times where he just had to break off and go on his own. He was a smoker. So, um, we weren't just going to wait the entire time, you know, cause he smoked a lot, <laughs> but, um, it was, uh, it was just one of those things that we picked up as we went along and, and it really helped the trip. But I think you can even say that for, as you said, smaller groups. There are times when the six of us go that my eldest daughter wants to go with, pick a family member, sometimes my wife, sometimes me, sometimes, you know, even if it's roaming around the resort, um, they may split off. And so you're right. And, and we have to allow, you know, as the planners of the trip, we have to allow that independence. And that may be that first moment of, where are they going? Right. But it's okay because we know we have the the reservation at Tusker House at six. So mm-hmm. go do what you want. I can, you know, I, I push strollers around Animal Kingdom. It feels like it's 120 <laughs> degrees in there some days. I get it. You need a break. Uh, okay. So there are wonderful, incredibly breathtaking moments with those large family members. And we'll get to that. But there's also can be, there can be some scary moments. And uh, when we went in 2009, um, my daughter was only a year old at that time or almost a year. So my wife left the magic kingdom around seven o'clock to take her back to the hotel. And we were there with the rest of my wife's family and we were walking down main street. And all of a sudden I noticed my three-year-old son was missing. No, no, nowhere near us. Oh. And, uh, what happened was 
we stopped for a half sep- second and he kept walking, you know, and, and you easy know, to do. Very not not the tallest kid at three years old. And really? Melts into the crowd, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now he's taller than me at fourteen, but um <laughs> <laughs> he he loses me in crowds now, but he. Um, <laughs> we'll be hearing from him in five short years. <laughs> right. the, the paranoia of losing your parent. Yes. Uh, so, it was a. Not only was it a, a frightening moment instantly, but and Jolie was not with you, right? Jolie went back to the hotel with oh, her daughter. Oh no! Husbands oh. of the world yeah. cringe together. Yeah. Where's Evan? Is my son's name, and my sister-in-law immediately looks at me and says. I thought he was with you. you oh. know? And yeah. and she had, so my wife had taken the stroller back too. So I was just kind of holding his hand and then he just kind of slipped away and I looked and turned around and came back and he was gone. Now, parade's getting ready to start. Oh, so there's, gosh. you know, 20,000 people on Main Street, USA and boom, the lights go out. It was that night of oh, spectral wonderful. magic. Ah, uh, Yes. And immediately you start thinking the absolute worst, you know, but your main goal is to find him. Now, my, uh, we tell this story all the time that we just started screaming his name and Disney security came out of the woodwork, Mm -hmm. you know, talking into their wrists. It was very impressive to see how quickly people showed up. And there were other guests helping us find him, Uh, but they don't stop the parade. (laughs) So... (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And we're like, no, haven't. So we're screaming. And, you know, everybody's sitting on the curb on Main Street. And my sister-in-law is hurtling over people. Her name's Noelle. She's very athletic. She wow. was well, jumping See, I don't over like those me. people that try to box me out when I, want, I got a good spot for the parade. I don't like her already. Uh, we tell this story, this part of the story, too. You know, people save up for Disney trips for a long time. And they've got their video cameras out. And somewhere... There's a member of every <laughs> person of our family screaming into that video camera, my son's name. So <clears throat> uh, very scary. Eventually, oh, yeah. uh, he walked up to us with a cast member, and he was sobbing, and he had wandered off into the confectionery. So he there are knew, worse places uh, yeah, to yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah. He knew to look for the name tag. And um, they, we found each other on Main Street. They actually took us back behind the jewelry shop and mm-hmm. let us just kind of right. calm down. Good. Um, they knew we're big Disney fans. At one point, they brought over some extra bulbs from the parade, from Spectro Magic, like oh. as collector's items. Just thought it, no. Well, so I need to tell I my seven-year-old my I kids. lost. Yeah, <laughs> that's just what I was thinking. Wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, we learned a lot about that because I wow. shared that story on the Disney boards and um, and various san- uh, fan sites, and I didn't realize uh, all the different things that that happen, you know, unfortunately. And fortunately, we don't have any record of uh, any kids being taken from Disney parks, but they tell you different things to look for. And they were, you know, they could have been a few minutes away from shutting the park down because oh we had been looking for them for a while. Um, but people sent in tips from those stories. And for about the next five to six, seven years, we had a name tag on their back of their shirt of our my wife's phone number and my phone number, our cell phone numbers. Uh, we took pictures of them every single morning. With the clothes the, they were wearing. With the yeah. clothes exactly. they were wearing. Exactly. Yep. On the back of their shirt, on the back of their jacket, inside their jacket, whatever. Um, and And came up with meeting places from that point on. Unfortunately, we had to learn the hard way, but it was really traumatic, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. How long was it that he was... 
Probably, you know, it felt like 25 sure, minutes. Right. It was probably seven-ish. Mm-hmm. It was, a, I mean, it's, it's a that's a significant time, time for a three-year-old, yeah. you know. Uh, but that's one of the bad sides to going with a lot of people because everybody thinks they're all watching the little ones. And if you go with two or three people, you know you're watching the right. little mm-hmm. ones. Um, but there are those incredible moments where you get that wonderful picture that lasts forever. You know, I've gone with people who in my family who have passed away, and and this is our special place. So to be there as one big family and, and have that picture uh, in front of the castle or in front of the tree or wherever you are mm-hmm. um, is something you hold on to forever. And wonderful memories, obviously. Well, that's the kind of I, I like ending on that note because that's the <laughs> that's the goal uh, of this trip that we're going to take. And I will tell you that for every moment of paranoia or you know just maybe shuddering that you have, um, those moments are what kind of carry you through. Um, and I think there will be some trials and tribulations. You know, on day four or five when everybody's exhausted, mm-hmm. and half of people vote for a pool day, and the other half said, <laughs> "I'm going back to the World Showcase yep. or something." But you're right. I have pictures in my home on the wall of those who are no longer with us, and you do that. You have and you cherish all of that. Mm-hmm. My wife is very good about making uh, books on Shutterfly, and to have all of those memories um, is something that you know I sincerely will treasure. This, you know, there's a chance that with um, that many people, that one or more of my wife's siblings, maybe they move even farther away, and so this may be that one time where we can all do it. Let's take advantage of it before everybody's schedules get busy. Some of us are already busy enough. And and so I think the more positive spin you can put on it, convince yourself to do it, I think it'll come through um, in spades for you. And you're going to have to give us a report after. You can change names. <laughs> <laughs> of who we lost, <laughs> To protect right? the innocent. But yeah, you'll have to give us an update when you get back. I, I think that will be definitely something I will run through the uh, sensor um, right. at home, but uh, I look forward to that update. If any of you listeners have any thoughts for John you'd like to share with him, any tips, you can email us at podcast at the hyperionhub.com. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> or any tricks that you may have to get and us through stories. a particular day. Yeah, stories. Oh, good point. to avoid. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Until next time, thanks for joining us on the Hyperion Hub. Have a great week, everybody. We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub. Hyperion Hub.